guys. Uh, thanks for listening again. Um, uh, my guest on this episode is Augusta Anderson. She's a, it's another stand-up comic <coughs> from Charlotte. And I'm sorry, I have a sinus infection or something. But um, we have a, a, a really great conversation. Uh, it, was, it was really good to talk to her and just... I was going to split it up into two episodes or whatever, but fuck it, I'm just going to put the whole thing on there, so, um, <clears throat> you guys, enjoy. Uh, this is a test conversation, uh, What kind of beer did you get? I don't remember. It was it, a Saison, I think, it was a farmhouse something. Saison. Yeah, it, it did say farmhouse. It was the, it was the, since everything was $5, I went with the highest alcohol content. For five dollars. I mean, that makes sense. You know, let's just get the job done. Bang for the buck. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, let's check this audio. See how it's on. How does this thing even work? I don't even know. Okay, well, I guess we're rolling. It's still the test is in there, but fuck it, we'll we'll keep it. So. Oh. Oh, the sirens! Shit. Sirens. Oh, it's an ambulance. (laughs) It's like, oh, they knew you were here. Right. I mean, shit, knowing, knowing me, the ambulance could be for me. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, it could go either way in this situation. <laughs> you've been unconscious for 48 minutes. What's going on? I thought I was seeing it. Well, anyway, thank you for doing this. Absolutely. Um, I, as soon as you posted about it, I was like, well, if anyone should be on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I think I should be on this podcast. Definitely. I was, I was, I was already, I was going through, I was like, people I want to talk to, and you were definitely like in my top three. Like, I'm alright with that. There. I'm okay with yeah. that. I, like, I gotta have Augusta on just because of the very nature of everything. Let's come up with a safe word. So in case we start to go down a a, a, a topic hole, and then you're like, I don't want. I am no. I am no? open about everything, right. and I have to be because otherwise yeah. it. Um, th- well, there's just no point. There's no yeah. point to me not being completely open and honest about everything. Well, first off, because. Um, for those of you listening, uh, we're going to speak briefly and probably actually at length about my uh, ex-fiance. And yeah, what am I... he was so open about yeah. everything that it's like, I don't, there's no hiding my stuff that yeah. much because it was out there already. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's, yeah, I try to have the same sort of approach to my life. Well, first of all, uh, I mean, honestly, if you're listening to this, you probably know who I am. And you probably know that um, Brock White was a stand-up comedian, and he passed away a little over a year ago uh, due to a heroin overdose. Uh, it was fentanyl. Let's be real. Well, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was fentanyl. Um, and uh, well, first of all, I will say that I overdosed on the same bag the same day that he did, but I was in a room full of people, so. Yep. Definitely. I was able to come back, and uh, Brock was alone in his apartment. Right. So. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, there's there's only speculation that can be, unfortunately, in the whole situation, because he was the only one that was there. Yeah. So, the question of, you know, was he trying to just keep doing and doing, doing more, you know, like, is it... Is it an amount that he took? Is it that there was no one there to help? You know, like, there's so much speculation. You know a little bit more about exactly what was on his person, but... Yeah, well, it was... Okay, um... I'm, I'm trying not to incriminate myself, but <laughs> there, um... 
we all know we, that earlier that day he had purchased some yeah. <laughs> illegal substances. Yeah. What he was under the assumption it was heroin. Um, the toxicology report uh, did, in, in fact, come back with uh, fentanyl being yeah. what it was. So uh, there's actually a joke that uh, Brock used to make where he would say, like, heroin's fine, only pussies die from heroin. And so oh, the wow. fact of the matter is <laughs> he didn't die from heroin. Yeah. <laughs> So. Technically, yeah, that's that's true. Um, well, it was okay when I had, I um, at the time. Okay, Brock didn't shoot heroin every day. At least not when. No, no, no. He was definitely not like uh, he was very honest with me. Uh, he came and saw me one time, and we were talking about it because I saw the marks on his arm. And he was like, oh, those are from like two weeks ago. He's like, I don't, he's like, it's, you know. And it and as far as, as far as he told me, and I believed him because he was brutally honest most of the time, yeah. um, was that, yeah, it wasn't something that he did regularly, but it definitely was his favorite inclination as yeah. far as the way to take it. Yeah, and then it, um, particularly when it comes to, um, you know, fentanyl, heroin, and, 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 and shit like that it's it's one of those weird things to where if you don't take it on a regular basis you're far more likely to you know fucking od and die yeah. whereas uh i was shooting it all day every day at that point in time and i overdosed on not that much at all so it was i mean every once in a while crazy potent, you know, shit just comes through because of the fact that nobody really knows what it is, mm -hmm. so... Well, and I think the other thing that's a common misconception, too, is that fentanyl is lethal in micrograms. Oh, yeah. And you can be a fantastic dealer, but you can't eyeball a microgram. Yeah. Like, it's, it's impossible. And whenever you understand that, then it doesn't matter how much you put in the batch. You don't know where... It's sitting heavy, you don't know. Well, also, most street-level heroin dealers aren't fucking making the shit. That's true. They, they ju they're just buying it cheaper and, and, and moving it off. Most heroin dealers that I've known don't even do heroin or hard drugs at all. Like, that's just the way to make money. Right, absolutely. So, you know, and, um... But yeah. I, uh... That, I, think, I think that's one of my big... Uh, concerns right now with with just drugs in general because I'll be upfront that I've I've pretty much done all of the ones that you can do <laughs> with yeah. these like I've at least I've at least experimented um, but it's uh, it's scary now that there's just no way to know whether because they'll just put fentanyl in anything yeah. it doesn't matter if it's an upper or a downer they're just yeah. like oh let's let's spread some out it'll yeah. it'll make you feel fucked up because uh, fentanyl's cheap. Yeah, absolutely. It and it'll it'll give you some form of something, which if you're just looking to get fucked up, then yeah. it's, you know, it's readily available. There you go. But the problem comes in whenever, you know, you can't tell how much is in there. And then, yeah, yeah that was a good night, but then now you're fucked. <laughs> I mean, I, I've overdosed last year three or four times. And... I just every time it happened I was just lucky to have somebody else around that had Narcan or whatever else and um 
Is that like in, is that like in the Boy Scout box of uh, drug use? Is like you're just, well, you can, you like, can get you it. Have, you have your particular needle. You have your particular spoon, and you have Narcan. You have Narcan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, it's also free, and uh, which which I didn't know. It's yeah, free. It's free. Yeah, you can get it at. Um, uh, like the the, like the needle exchange, a lot of cities have them. Charlotte has one. Um, I'm sorry, the needle exchange. Needle exchange. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess you don't know what it is. Okay. So the needle exchange is um, it's uh, it's a program where um, I think the lady that runs it is like a nurse or something. Maybe don't quote me on that. But um, you can turn in old needles, and they'll give you new needles. They'll give you free Narcan. They'll give you um, like cotton. Um, which you use to... Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I know how it works. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I'm just so, like, there's a needle exchange? There's a needle exchange, yeah. <laughs> now, you kind of have to know someone and be invited. Um, and... Um, okay, so it's not like I'm going to Google search this just, and, like, get in. Google yeah. Maps and... Yeah. <laughs> Here it is, guys! <laughs> but if you're... Yeah. But if you... I mean, if you're shooting dope on a regular basis... Like, you know. You can't... You can... It's pretty easy to... Yeah. It's pretty easy to get in, which is a good thing because, I mean, you're... Make, making supplies... For, I mean, people can get needles, and the problem, like, a problem I had, particularly, is I, I kept using, which is why my track marks are so bad, is I kept using a lot of dull needles over and over and over, over yeah. And that's where, that's where, you <laughs> no, know, you, sir. that's where you spread diseases and all that sort of shit, so, yeah. Sorry, so, I, I, <laughs> I've never taken, I've never taken a drug intravenously, um, so that, that says a lot, because I just, it's, I don't know. It's always been one of those things where it's like, well, once you pierce the skin, honey, like, yeah, you're in it for real now. Yeah, no, well, yeah, it's because it, I, I started developing a weird thing. I mean, you knew, you knew, you've known me for, you know, years, and I, I used to snort coke like a fucking fiend. Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> don't ever do it off the air conditioning system again. Oh, yeah. That's that how you a, get a sinus infection. That's, yeah, for, that was when the old Crown Station closed. Me, Brock, and two other comics who I probably shouldn't name, uh, call out. They both fell off somewhere and broke their ankles or feet or something like that on the same night which was kind of hilarious but that whole night was just hilarious was that was a that was a that was a that was like when it was like last nights right wasn't it like the last night uh, yeah at i think Crown it was like Station. the thursday before the saturday where they closed yeah or something like that. Was so that was night. we were all going crazy that so night like we just <laughs> but i just remember like it was like the dirt like the dirtiest air conditioning system yeah and we were like hey there's a flat surface let's fucking chop up some lines and, shit. <laughs> and you guys told me that i was just like oh boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, the good old days. Uh, <laughs> the good old days. The good old days. Back when people were alive. Was, yeah, no. nobody was dead. Nobody was dead. People had their <laughs> shit together. They weren't as arrested as they could have been. Yeah, like, I mean, we, you spent the night in a drunk tank, that's one thing, but it's not doing six months and, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, it was, uh, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to vilify drugs and I don't like to, I don't I, I absolutely do not like to vilify drugs but I also don't like to uh, promote them necessarily yeah. I think um, I think that they have a place um, but I also go back to the whole like you know coca leaves are used as like herbal tea in you know Central America and stuff like that like that's a normal like beverage to have but yeah. anytime you're gonna take something and then like break it down to like it's, you know, most reduced form, like, yeah, you might run into some issues. It's the same yeah. as white sugar. Well, I mean, also, especially, like, I don't know, like, 
even even looking back, I can say I can say that a lot of, if not most of, a lot of my greatest memories are, are happened because either me or some other people were, you know, doing drugs or getting fucked up or, or something. But now I think it's okay. But so that 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 personal personal belief on that. Sorry to interrupt. No, but go ahead, go ahead. It's I think it's it's more of just substances can reduce inhibitions. Yeah. That's it. So the fun isn't because necessarily of the substance, it's yeah. because of the inhibitions that are reduced. So right. there's more free-flowing of conversation and uh, consciousness in general yeah. and just experiencing something as opposed to we did a drug and that made it great. It right. was, no, what we did was we changed our chemical structure right. in order for our inhibitions to be reduced and for our creative thought to And I'm explore. super, like, tightly wound when I... When I... As <laughs> wild as I can be when I'm... Uh, uninhibited, I'm, I'm that inhibited when I'm inhibited. <laughs> this episode just called Inhibited Inhibitions. In, inhibited Inhibitions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think I think that um, a lot of times the, the substances get too much credit. That's, that's fair. That's very fair. And uh, I think that that's mostly... Where well, stigmas and things like that start to come from is because people want to experience something out of the ordinary. Um, there's a famous, uh, I can't remember if it's a psychologist or what, but basically it was like struggle or boredom. Those are your two options. Yeah. Like you get to, you're yeah. like, and that's it. And like, like Doug Stanhope says, like, you know, uh, boredom is a disease worse than cancer and drugs yeah. cure it. Um, so whenever you no longer are struggling and then the boredom is reduced due to that, like, you're in a really good place. Well, and, you know, and that's where you can find your creativity abounding. And I think that's really the uh, enlightening and joyous aspect of using a chemical to expand yourself is that all of a sudden all of these cool and neat things are coming out of you yeah. and around you and it definitely I mean any, I mean any things that things that won't even kill you like amazing psychedelics and stuff like that like you yeah. see some of the coolest art and music be created because yeah. of a tool yeah and um yeah that's just my uh my opinion on that particular well, also, side of it. When it when it came to me, and and and, and I went, I, I really went down the road. Like I, I when it comes to drug. <laughs> oh yeah, <you> did. <laughs> yeah, I, I went, was just reading your stuff and being like and cringing, but also at the same time, like I understood your mindset behind it. Like I, like it was the wild west for you. Yeah. You know, it was well, this like. What I was gonna say is, I had to go down. I had to go down a road in order to just appreciate being alive, because at the time I was horribly depressed and 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 just bored, and and I I, just, I didn't appreciate anything, anything, and um, so I had to get to the point where I lost everything, and I was you know sitting there thinking like, am I going to freeze to death tonight? Because this shit's fucking cold, like. Well, and it's it's one of those things where you got to see a certain level of 
society and lifestyle and everything that most people only see on TV. Yeah, like, it's, it's not accurate. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like the the glamorization of that leads people to think like, oh, let's let's go ahead and see what happens down this road. Yeah. And whenever you're truly like there. It's it's definitely a uh, like oh shit this is not nearly as yeah. cool or profound. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm not finding what I'm looking for. Here's here. one thing they never tell you is that heroin gets boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have the same experience with heroin, um, but I have a similar one with uh, cocaine, and this is actually the first time that I'll ever be speaking very freely on recorded about this. But um, that was one of. I, my, my joke was I, uh, I, I would never do cocaine unless it was freely offered to me. So I, I offered a lot of free cocaine. Back in the <laughs> I think that's why I got, got on booked, booked on shows is people were like, well, that's not that funny, but if you get him drunk, he'll give you free coke. So <laughs> but for me, give him five minutes. But for it. me, I was, it was never, I never did copious amounts. It was always like, you know, at the end of the night party or just in the right place, right time. Hey, here's a key bump, you know, yeah. like nothing, you know, I used, like, I used to yeah. wake up, do four shots of rum, take three lines of Coke, pop a Xanax, take another shot of Coke, uh, a shot of rum, and then go to work. And then, Right, I remember those you days know. of you. <laughs> yeah. So. So, oh, his, his back, back when he had a job. Back when I was innocent. <laughs> <laughs> back whenever I cleaned all those liquor bottles out of your room. Oh, yeah. That, yeah <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember. I remember the... <laughs> I remember the idea. The blurred it. images of um, coming um, out with, like, four th- trash bags. Yeah, it was, it was three to four black lawn bags filled with alcohol bottles yeah, that, that I cleaned my, out that was from my room. bedroom that's yep, not the kitchen at, yeah bedroom <laughs> I was like you don't even have a floor right now but um so that was like I had that firm rule that I was just like I don't ever buy it I only yeah. do it if it's free and blah 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 so I'm never gonna seek it out yeah. right that was always my thing yeah um but there was a point at which Brock and I's relationship had drastically gone downhill this was right. like after he proposed to me this was after he had been in the hospital because he had sepsis because he was shooting and was this before or after the pregnancy uh that was that was oh well after oh, okay and yeah. i that's a that's a diatribe that we can get on some at yeah. some point too but um basically um he had you know he had told me in the hospital that you know I'm not going to ever do this again. I'm so sorry that this happened. Like, I'm going to clean my act up. I just want to be the man that you want me to be. You yeah. know, like, I'm going to... And for, like, two, three months, he was great. And at that point, he had proposed to me, and we were going to be great. Yeah. Um, and then that's whenever I started... He had gotten laid off of work, and he was just bored, so he would do whatever he could to get anything. Yeah. And, I mean, like he would ask neighbors up and down the street for stuff and like all these like I, things I didn't realize he was doing behind my back until right. later like that he just was always finding stuff yeah and which well, so, that's another thing is that people think that you know well, putting someone in a, one time I hitchhiked basically 40 miles to that's a, that's a day's <laughs> I mean it's a day's work it's 8 hours yeah, to get I mean it's a day's work to get something for free like fair enough yeah. oh um, no that's to go buy something like, that's fair yeah you know, <laughs> it's like it's if you have a car or not like you'll yeah, figure it you'll, out you'll figure it out yeah. so um he had he had started 
I started coming home to him just being very fucked up all the time. And yeah. I was working long hours, so I'm like, fuck you. I remember those. I know yeah. this guy that has coke, and I can go over and hang out with him, get it for free. Right. He was actually just enjoying my company. I didn't right. even have to, like, sleep with him or anything. Like, right. he was just like, yeah, come on over and hang out, whatever. Yeah. So it was like, okay, I can get some this this week. I'll have, you know, one or two lines, whatever, no big deal. Yeah. And then it slowly progressed to where it was like, okay, um, I know I know that you've been giving me a lot for free, so I should buy some just right. out of... It's polite. It's polite <laughs> to point. buy it at this point. So then I'm, I'm like, buying it. And then I, Brock and I start fighting even more and more and more. So it's just like, this is the thing that I do to say, like, yeah. fuck you to him, basically, yeah. because I have the job and I can buy my own drugs. And, yeah. like, you don't get any of these because I'm working so hard yeah. <laughs> that yeah. this is what I do, you know? And... We had gotten in a fight. Uh, he had actually chased me down the street with a knife. Uh, so I remember I, <laughs> hearing about that. Yeah. I, had to, I had to jump in the car, and uh, I stayed with my friend for a couple of days. But uh, I had we, we were partying all night, and we went to go buy some Coke. And then by the time we got back, everybody's exhausted. So I just came home with this bag of Coke, and it's like 7 a.m., right? Yeah. And I just put out a line on my kitchen counter and I do it and I had this like jolt of realization that I was like this is not my life yeah. no 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 I this cannot be my life yeah like everything about this is going to immediately kill everything that I want for myself yeah and this isn't the person that I can be yeah. like I I've yeah. <laughs> and so basically I decided the next day, like Brock and I got into another fight about something and I just, I took all my dirty clothes, which of course when you're, um, binging, uh, you have about, They're you mostly know, dirty. four weeks of dirty clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I just grabbed everything that was dirty, threw it in my car. I grabbed a couple of like very important things and I just started driving. I went to my work and I handed them my keys as a manager. I was like, I'm a manager. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have my like shit halfway together, but I can't do this anymore. Handed them my keys and they were like, what's going on? I was like, if I don't get my shit together right now, yeah. I'm going to kill myself. Like, I'm going to die. Yeah. Like, when I say I'm going to kill myself, it means I'm going to do Circum the actions lead that lead to me yeah. dying. Yeah. So, um, so I just started driving, and I basically I was like, it, when I figure out where I'm going, like I have to drive this far on 95 to get out of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> that by the yeah. time I get to wherever I need to make a turn, I will have decided where I'm going. Okay. So yeah. it was just like, just drive, just yeah. get out of here, and uh, that was the not. Even, I wouldn't even. You know what? I wouldn't even call it the lowest point of my life. Yeah. But I, what I would call it is the most like revelation giving part of my like ever where yeah. I had done some plenty of things in my life where it's just like oh that was tremendously horrible for you or whatever where you're just like oh that was the lowest point of my life right this was truly just like everything shifted at that well point. a lot of times even the lowest po your lowest point um I don't even like use the term rock bottom because when, when I decided to start oh, yeah, there's <laughs> when I oh. decided to get my shit together, it wasn't at my worst point. I had been way worse. I was actually, I had, I had actually gotten better 
not to derail from your story, but no. sometimes sometimes the, the, the moment of clarity isn't isn't your lowest point. In fact, I would say it's usually not. <laughs> right, right. Hey, that's what I'm that's saying. Cue the lowest point in my life, right there. No. There it goes. Uh, my life. Okay. But uh, these sound effects brought to you by <laughs> by Gaston County's Department of Ambulances. I don't know what they call those. <laughs> the Department of Ambulances. <laughs> it's I a department. Wait, that would be the DOA, right? Yeah, do do oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so many things there. So many things. But yeah, I mean, that's it's exactly the truth, though. I think that um, clarity doesn't have to happen, and usually doesn't happen. That when I'm at my worst, I'm I'm pissed off, and I may I I I, I decide to get I, I I I try to push it as far as it'll go. So when I'm, at, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, um, I don't know. But I think it, I think it is those those times whenever you realize that. I, that's that's the part of the drug use I think that is um, so interesting is because it's when you realize that the drug is no longer helping anything yeah. or cre helping you create something, yeah. but instead now you're using it as a crutch or as a tool to just yeah. escape and you've, you've lost that person that you are, which is part of the reason why like you know like whenever you're drinking alcohol and having a good time you know alcohol is legal so nobody cares but yeah. you know like you're having a good time you're dancing whatever people are like oh you know like that's a, that's a good side of you it's yeah. fun and it's like what happens whenever you're that last call person sitting there like wasted off your ass it's like oh is that whenever it's okay yeah like that's when it's okay still because it's it, no it's no longer making you do the thing that you initially got into it for which was you know, the relieving of inhibitions and having a good time and, yeah. you know, expanding your, your creativity or whatever. Or just relaxing after a hard day. Or relaxing, yeah. But whenever it's now, again, it's, it's, it's this person, but now they're just wrapped in the drug use. So it's like, you know, underneath there is all the good stuff and hopefully it still remains, but now yeah. it's just become this like full body mask and suit that is that person and you're like but underneath there yeah <laughs> underneath this weird friday the 13th thing happening uh i love that soul like and that i think that was the hardest part with brock was just i i saw him when he was the most beautiful and amazing person yeah. you could ever be around and i saw him still to this day probably one of the funniest people i've ever ever met and i'm not just saying that because he was one of my best friends like I mean it's the dude was funny without like you know it's yeah there's there's there is something to be said for the level of uh just outright raucousness that he brought to the table that yeah. it was I mean it was definitely abrasive and offensive but it was honest and it yeah. was hilarious and um so I always um I will always talk nicely and sweetly about the man who chased me down the street with a knife plenty of times and uh, <laughs> choked me out and, you know, all kinds of... But he is also very caring and cooked me dinner and would every once in a while do the dishes, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> in spite of how bad it made his back hurt. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> I, don't, I just...
just can't do the dishes because it makes my back hurt. You have to bend over. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's called work, honey. Like, yeah, <laughs> we get it. I don't like things that make me uncomfortable either. <laughs> At one point he said to me, he's like, he's like, listen, if you'll just do the dishes, I'll clean the rest of the house. And I was like, oh yeah, really? Is that, is that how it's going to go down? Because I'm going to tell you if the house isn't clean. Right. And I, I can personally never tell. I, my definition of clean and everybody else's definition of clean are so well, not Well, I grew up in like a, like a OCD. Every weekend my mom would have us like clean the floorboards with a small broom, you know, yeah. like it was my... And now living with two comedians uh, who are both dudes under the age of 30, um, I've had to also adjust what I believe cleanliness is. But it also has allowed me to, like, chill out. Like, my level of, like, caring used to be so extreme. Yeah. Like, borderline OCD. Like, yeah. my sister-in-law makes fun of me all the time about, like, oh, my house is going to be spotless because my sister-in-law is here now. Like, um, and... It's really allowed me to kind of like take the reins back and be like, now what is, what is dirty? Yeah. And what is just like messy? Yeah. You know, what's people live here? You know, so there's like a fine line between the two. Um, and of course, you can go my end where you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything is. <laughs> I didn't clean up dog shit. That's also true. In the house. <laughs> yes. So. And uh, yes. <laughs> I. I this. We called I, it Bachelor Swamp for a reason. <laughs> I mean, and it, I just, mm. well, what's funny about your old apartment is that it was never, it wasn't ever terrifying to me until the very, very end when you yeah. were like, oh, you didn't even see I, it at well, the very end. Because we had already moved. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but it was like, even around, even around liquor, liquor bottle trash bag time, yeah. it wasn't like horrific. Like yeah. there were just lots of lots of dishes in the sink and you needed to take out the trash and then of course like the, the common area yeah wasn't it was reasonable it was reasonable it was yeah. dudes live here yeah. like yeah. <laughs> 20 year old dudes live yeah. here like it makes sense but um yeah uh Which, I, I if I could derail for a second I I, I think it's interesting that a minute ago you said uh living with two comedians dudes under 30 um especially when it comes to because I know I, I know Brock had a the problem with this, and I've definitely had a problem with this, is accidentally burning bridges, particularly in the comedy community. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think one thing that a lot of people—I don't—I don't want to say a lot of people don't realize because I'm just speaking for other people—but one thing that I even didn't realize is that both myself and Brock started comedy really young. Yes. Like younger than most people when they started. We started at like 2021. 20, yeah. So. And I, I mean, didn't—I didn't start comedy until I was like 20. 25 mm-hmm. and again uh, females of course uh, quote unquote more mature at their age I was not but well, anyway 20, 20 year old dudes are not anything they're, close to they're worse than toddlers <laughs> right <laughs> so oh god they're toddlers with libidos and that's the worst yeah but um, but yeah so burning bridges in comedy uh, is definitely something that happens almost too easily yeah um, it, it's definitely because I think a lot of our a lot of our um, areas of interaction involve bars too. Like there's a lot of stuff that you. Oh, well, for years, stand up was my only social interaction. 
Right. <laughs> Which involves usually drinking and saying oh, how always, you feel. I was almost yeah, and right. I was almost always fucked up and pissed off by the time I got there. So. Right. So it's it's like it's like we're taking we're taking raw, unbridled emotion. We want you to use that on stage. But here, let's pour some alcohol on top of yeah. it. And oh, by the way, when you get off stage, we're gonna need you to act like a normal person again. Like right. that, that just that combination doesn't work. Yeah. I often talk about this as far as like, cause as a, as an award-winning burlesque dancer, um, burlesque community versus uh, like the stand-up community. It's a very weird thing because like when my parents view it. My parents see comedy as like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But like burlesque, oh, you're a stripper and that's right. degrading and how could you ever do that? Whereas whenever you actually look at the the community that exists below the actual art form. I said burlesque is probably safer. Burlesque is completely safer. It's much more loving. It is uh, affirming as well. Like everybody yeah. is wants, you know. Hey girl, great, good job. Great job. Perfect. Like, you know, just building up of each other and, and seeing this good side of everybody and enjoying just being fun and flirtatious and beautiful like it's yeah. it's a really cool experience as a female switching that over to comedy where you know you have these people oh they're super funny on stage and man they've got some real great material that makes me laugh yeah. then you interact with those same people off the stage and you realize how like emotionally tumultuous everything is and like you know everything is a constant like is this a bit or is it not a bit is this real life or is it not real life is this you know I personally I don't know when I'm joking anymore well and that's (laughs) that's the thing and that's why it's so easy to burn the bridges because it's like you may say something that you thought was a joke but you just hit somebody who's already emotionally raw in a place that you didn't realize that (laughs) they were hurting (laughs) I actually recently um I, this happened last night. Uh, this girl I was talking to, um, she was, um, she's brown and, and mixed. And I said, I made a comment. I, I said, uh, when she told me what her racial history was, I, I made a comment. I said, well, well that makes sense because you didn't really seem that black. And <laughs> so that really. That was like probably not the right thing to oh, say. Oh, no, she just stopped talking to me for like completely. Oh. For like, well, I mean, I, I think like this morning or something, she was like, hey, you know. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cross, cross that line. Cross the line is just, you know. I, I, Sometimes word vomit happens. Yeah, I, I can't tell. I, I think I was joking, but on the other hand, you really don't seem that black. <laughs> so I don't know. But I don't know. That's it. But yeah, like it's a, it's always a very interesting dynamic between comedians because, uh, so I had to do a show in Morganton uh, last night and. It was the first time that I'd ever first off, well, not first off hosted a show, but I've hosted a show plenty of times, but first off got booked to host a show with people I have never met at all. Interesting. Like typically if I'm going to do a show, like I at least know somebody on that show secondary or, you know, like I... We at least have, like, there's enough cloud floating around yeah. that says, like, I'm this person and this is who I am and you yeah. know me because of, you know, like, there's that word of mouth networking. Yeah. Uh, this was the first time that that had never happened. So the dynamic between us was very, like, it it was more tense than it should have been. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't that it was very tense, but it was just something that you're not used to whenever yeah. you just have all these, like, people that you know and you're like, oh, okay, well, we can at least talk about this person that I that we both colloquial well, no, no we have so, yeah. no form of reference except 
you guys were like, we need somebody, and I was willing to drive an hour and a half. Like, right. <laughs> so um, it's just well, we're talking about comedy now as opposed to. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I personally have a, bad, a really, really bad habit of interpreting things. I, I'll, I'll, I'll see a situation that probably has nothing to do with me whatsoever, and then I'll just narcissistically insert myself into that situation and make it about me, and then I hold that perception for a long time. It, so, I don't know. I... I, <laughs> I I uh, think most. I don't. I see. I don't think that that's like a narcissistic, narcissistic, narcissistic. <laughs> you know, I've got narcissistic. <laughs> What's wrong with yours? It's narcissistic. My arm's narcissistic. I need to chop it off. Um, I don't think that's a narcissistic view necessarily. I think that's what people just, as human beings, do. Probably. Like. I don't know how you, anybody else thinks. So well, no. It's do. what it is. Is is you you hear or see a situation. And then your brain says, I have to make this relatable to me. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to, like, the, well, the easiest way to do that is yeah. to self-impose your own emotions and being into that situation. Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, it is you living this life, and it is you doing that thing, and it is all of it. So I wouldn't consider it narcissistic. <laughs> I think narcissism comes whenever it now turns into, like, uh completely self-absorbed and it's you've turned the situation from empathy and trying to understand into now it truly is just about me and what I get out of it yeah so I think there's like a fine line between narcissism and empathy in, in that particular vein so it's like I need to know I need to understand yeah as opposed to but also this what, is all about me what if it is about you though <laughs> what, what if I they mean, really are talking about you <laughs> I mean truthfully if we're talking about consciousness the only reality that you're experiencing right now is the one that you are projecting everywhere true so truthfully you could just be really part of the computer be. program <laughs> I really could be the center of the universe I really don't, <laughs> don't know that I'm not right except I'm the center of the universe so oh, you obviously cannot be because it's me so sorry God damn it. you're okay. just a piece of this computer programming let's fight <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, so, um, but you were supposed to do, this is only the second yeah. episode? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you were supposed to do another one Oh, yeah, this is episode, episode two, and I already fucked up. <laughs> so I was supposed to, um, I was supposed to have another comic, Ben Stacy, come on last Saturday. Who's my roommate. I didn't know, I, I did know that, I forgot that, okay. Yeah, That's, okay, Paul anyway. Bays and Ben Stacy, it's, okay. it's a fun uh, little crew. Yeah. Anyway, so he came over last Saturday, and I had made this mistake. Okay, so right now I'm I, I'm, I'm staying at my parents' place, and um, I accidentally a couple of weeks ago took some medication. Wait, Club Fox? You're staying at Club Fox? Yeah, it's the yeah, Chateau de Fox. That's the ranch, the <laughs> Fox Ranch. But anyway, I had I had accidentally taken some. I didn't accidentally take some. I was supposed to take medication, and I drank uh, like it was it was like three glasses of wine, but it was on the medication, so I blacked out and peed down the stairs. Which, as far as Seth Fox blackouts goes, that's pretty mild. That is incredibly mild. That's, that's pretty mild. Fixable with some uh, pissing, ammonia cleaner. Yeah, and pissing you're good. in non-traditional <laughs> locations is just you know it's like maybe not on the stairs. But see, the thing is, they live with two cats, so I don't see what the fucking deal like, is. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, what's the I mean, shit? My piss smells better than theirs. Mine's mostly water. <laughs> but no. So all right, so they're like no more drinking in the house. And uh, I mean, obviously, the, the the United States government couldn't outlaw alcohol or couldn't successfully prohibit alcohol with the actual prohibition. So two old Jews with a spotlight—what the <laughs> fuck are they gonna do? So I was sneaking out, and um, 
you know, getting drunk or whatever. And I started drinking that day at like eight o'clock in the morning. And uh, it's like, oh, mom's at work. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's when happy hours. Yeah, <laughs> I'm awake. Let's drink. So, um, yeah. So uh, he shows up about I don't know, like seven, eight o'clock at night, and by then it was uh, it was drinking. I was drinking vodka too, which, by the way, I think, and I, I, I I'm really actually trying to make a make a conscious decision to not drink liquor anymore. I can completely understand that. Because. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. No, no, no. As like a personal thing, I can yeah. completely yeah, like understand that. Start, like, it takes me like 30 beers to get to the point where I start doing really weird shit. But I can. Half the time show, you get like full too, or just like yeah, I, can't I don't physically drink, drink it. anymore. I can't drink that much physically Whereas in a 40 minute time. Soda time. with a lemon tastes yeah. like refreshing water, and I can drink three of those in 30 minutes. Oh, like, I, I drink it by I drink liquor by the bottle, so it's not hard. And yeah. that's that's where I can understand the like. Oh, this is really funny, and I don't know if anybody knows this, um, but Ohio has the most hilarious alcohol law, which is, like, on Sunday, you can't buy beer or wine. But that law was written before liquor was legal oh, in Ohio. <laughs> so everybody's... <laughs> drinking liquor on Sunday. Hey, no, it's <laughs> the Holy, holy Spirit. It's Jonathan, the Holy uh, Spirit. Uh, that's, that's great. Funny. But, yeah, I was, like, when I was in Ohio, they had to, we had to hang all these signs on all the alcohol. It was just, like, no... no uh, wine, beer, or cider sales, but we could sell liquor. <laughs> that I didn't know that. That's kind of kind of amazing, actually. It's real funny. Maybe that'll be my thing. Is I can I'll, I'll never drink liquor, but only on Sundays. Sundays. <laughs> only on Sundays. <laughs> so I don't know. I uh, alcohol is probably like it's of course my drug of choice. Like yeah. I mean, I pretty much after Brock died, I quit everything. Like even. Even the ones that I consider pure. Yeah. <laughs> like I consider like marijuana to be fine. I consider hallucinogens to be fine. Yeah, like do like those I d I don't. And I but I, I'm it's also like I'm really scared to do yeah. anything. And it's not because of the like, oh I might die. Yeah. It's because of the I don't know what mental state I'm in. Right. That if I were to trip, like what would that dredge up in you? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a... Would I automatically be transported back to that glorious time when he and I uh, did uh, a hallucinogen and we, you know, laughed and cried on a porch together and it yeah. was, like, the most amazing experience Oh, me and Brock ever. have so many tripping stories. It's, oh, that's, I know. That's, <laughs> that <laughs> that's a the, whole podcast. No, you need to call me right now. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how many hits you've just taken. <laughs> oh, that, that, that time we, we had been, we had been, we, we dropped acid first, then we started sorting coke, and then we started cooking, cooked it in the crack, so we started smoking crack, and then we did more acid, and then, of course, we, I was always drinking, so. One of my favorite things is that, like, I, I used to just we laugh actually so set hard a timer. at the fact that, like, like, crack has been cooked in my house, Yeah. but yet, I'm also the same, like, Susie homemaker that's like, but then I'm gonna cook a full Thanksgiving dinner on the same <laughs> stove, like, it's, it was like, oh, can you move that baking soda so I can get the turkey on the stove? Thanks, bro. Like, <laughs> like I, we had the weirdest dynamic of, like, what we wanted out of a relationship. Like, he wanted, like, we both wanted stability, but his stability was, like, I don't want anyone to judge me about cooking crack on the counter. Right, yeah. My stability is, I want you to help me afford this turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We made a responsible decision that night. We actually set a timer that we said no more cocaine for an hour. Because that's how we were like, we have to. You know what's up? Not a bad call. But we see the thing is, all right, so we, we sat down, we watched TV, we smoked a bowl, not crack, but you don't smoke crack out of a bowl. But you know, we smoked we smoked some weed. Oh, watched, I'm well aware of how you smoke crack. Watched some TV. <laughs> we took the dog on a walk, and we were like, oh, it's definitely been at least 45 minutes. We can go inside. By the time we get inside, it'll be hours up. We can do some more cocaine. We looked at the watch; it had been seven minutes. It was. <laughs> we were like, no. <laughs> I think we that broke was, the rule. Oh, I'm sure you guys did. Like, we st- we tried. We, we attempted to have a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, I mean, we could, like, literally you and I could do probably 20 episodes of just stories. Just right story. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, hey, truck. Hey. Hi, truck. Oh, that, yeah, there's a truck that drove by. <laughs> I thought she said check. Which doesn't make sense because that's not a name, but I was trying to figure out who you might have known that walked by. Um, we're in Gastonia. I don't know anybody, <laughs> but one time I did accidentally pick up a crackhead times two here. Like two crackheads? Two or crackheads, or? yes. So okay. it was me and like, um, we were like two cars. We were both, we were all coming to Charlotte, and it was like these two lesbians that I was roommates with, and they were in the front car. And then it was me and this dude who was... We were all in music school together. It was me and the dude in the other car. And we stop at exit 17, gas station. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like 17 at the time, right? Right. And these, this woman comes up to me and she's like, Oh, honey, we just need a ride to our hotel. Like, is there any way that you could give us a ride to the hotel? And of yeah. course, I'm just like, sure, Of course. Like, it's right down the street. Why not? And uh, so... The, the two lesbians like freak out and they're like well we're gonna follow you there obviously like cause we're all like riding together yeah. to Charlotte and uh we get, we get them in the car or whatever and then all of a sudden the story changes of course mm-hmm. well, we gotta go by this guy's house right. to to get Before money to, to pay for pay the, the hotel, hotel. <laughs> okay. cause people just hand them money when you show up and front I am system. like you know I am baby angel 17 like I've done some, some shit yeah. but like I have no idea what the world yeah, is right. so I'm just like okay and so like but oh, but the my friend's car—they can't come with us down the street. There's <laughs> <laughs> two cars gonna show up at the plugs house. Like someone's getting shot. That's <laughs> so they uh, the one lady gets out of the car and the other lady's still in my backseat. And it's been like five minutes or so, and the other lady's like, "Well, I probably should go check on her." <laughs> So she gets out of the car, and as soon as she shuts the door, the guy's just like, as soon as she walks through that door, gas, we're gone. Yeah. Like, we drive as fast <laughs> yeah, as yeah. you can. And I was just like, at this point, I'm like shaking, because yeah, I'm just like, like what the fuck is happening, <laughs> you know? But yeah, every time I pass exit 17, I'm just like, oh, you remember that one time when that's, I was 17? <laughs> that's how you get to my house, actually, from Charlotte. <laughs> Is exit 17. Yeah, we could probably point out it's like one of the only gas stations. Like, hey, it's that one. I think they moved it, but anyway. You want to take a break real quick? I'm going to yeah. get a refill. Let's do it. Awesome. I, just... I, I have pseudo plans. Like, we're, he and I are going to have dinner and go see Pet Cemetery, but oh, neither work? one of us have to work or anything tomorrow. So we can... Well, I mean, is, and whenever you're like, hey, let's wrap it up, let's wrap it up. Uh, I can, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get as much. Okay, so, um. Get back into it. We're back. Um, 
basically, uh, we were talking about um, the la one of the your. When I started turning things back around, is because somebody got in touch with me at, after you know not having spoken to me in, in a number of years. But it, I was also at a point like when when this person got back in touch with me, I was at a point where I had nobody. I was talking to nobody. I had no human connection. So when you're, which is another problem that people have. When, when you see someone that's going through like a really, really, really hardcore drug addiction, it's hard to be friends with them. I realize that. But also when you're the person with the hardcore addiction and no one is even associating with you, it's really... You, you don't have any motivation to clean up because you, everything you do is... A, well, because every... Yeah, I mean, because it doesn't matter what you do. You're a failure and you're wrong and it's terrible. You've already burned the bridges. And I guess that's the hard part is because for me... I so am a, I'm a fixer. Like yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a great personality trait and it's a detrimental personality trait because I will literally do that just to ignore my own, like Problems. in order, in order to not fail at something, uh, you don't do it and an easy way to not do it is by being a philanthropist <laughs> like yeah. if I'm helping yeah. everybody else I don't have to worry about what's going on with, what's going yeah. on with me so I am a chronic fixer and I mm. love to find little lost puppies and and help out um luckily I have started saying no to that but yeah. <laughs> around around the time that you were going through your heaviest shit was whenever I was also in my I'm I not can't. fixing anybody anymore right. yeah. situation because I mean Brock had died probably what seven months prior or something, something like that like that yeah, yeah it was like it was it was still fresh and you were talking about a minute ago you said you, I mean, you stopped you abstained from everything well, yeah. I, I had the opposite I doubled down I was right, like yeah, alright like, well he just died I didn't I, die so I don't even think I can die so let's start shooting crack into my jug yeah, like and, get, you know. get real crazy. So I had I had seen you at a um, like you showed up at that comedy show. Yeah. And I was I was a train wreck at that point. Like oh my god, you were so skinny and just like everything on your face was broken out and yeah. like you had track marks. I mean, you. I had track marks on my neck. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was yeah. a it was a sight to behold of someone that. Like when I met you, Seth, you were chubby. Like, oh yeah, no, I got to be. I got to be. I was two ten at my heaviest, I think. Yeah, like yeah. like when I met you, I was you, were like, you, you, you were saw me last guy. year. I was one forty. So yeah, it was it was frightening to see someone that you were so close with all of a sudden just like a skeleton. Like, and not that one forty didn't would wouldn't have looked good on you like 140 it was like, like a, that's a 70 pound loss on somebody who doesn't have 70 pounds to, to lose, lose. Yeah. exactly <laughs> like, like yeah. you're not uh, you know exa yeah. exactly so to see that and then have come out of like just losing Brock and having that and then knowing where you were at I remember like sitting at that table and you I was shaking whenever you walked in because I was so angry at you I mean we had we had had a couple conversations about Brock and like, you know, it was, it was almost like a, you're not welcome here kind of thing. Well, I had someone tell me specifically, do not show up to the memorial service. You are not welcome. And that was a big deal. And that I, was a really big deal. And I, and Especially I, to, I, to me. I knew that that had been spoken to you. Yeah. But at that time, I was in so much pain that, and anger too. At yeah. the same, like, I mean... 
the thing is, is that you didn't force him down and put that needle in his arm. Yeah. Like it, you were just, you were, um, you were guilty by association yeah. was the problem. And so we were also angry, but I but, hated that we were angry at you. Yeah. So what, one thing I think is, is, I think that maybe didn't occur to other people is the fact that I have and had a severe case of survivor's guilt when it comes to the situation. Specifically, I mean, because I OD'd hours yeah. before he did on the same stuff yeah. at the same time. And I was like, well, why am I still alive? And his mom had actually reached out to me on Facebook one day, and um, we had a brief conversation, and she said that she didn't blame me for his death. Oh, and that was, Peggy is like the most amazing woman well, that you've ever met when it comes to this whole thing. That was my only interaction with her and no one had said that to me until she did and when she said that to me I was sitting out front of a store about to go steal a bunch of shit to get high. Like literally I was about to get out of the car and looked down at my phone and saw that and I couldn't get out of the car because I started crying so hard. Like I completely physically broke down and the person that was driving was like, hey man, are you okay? What's going on? I was like, I can't, I couldn't even utter words. Like that's how broken down I was well and she she <laughs> she's actually I, I I will I love to talk about Peggy because she's this incredible human being for what she went through with him and everything like one of my favorite things about her is uh, what, the, what the fuck did she say to me it was so great um, anyway I'll, I'll come back to it but it was she she's just always a hilarious human being because Brock was far too open with her I mean she <laughs> she knew about all of the sexual encounters that he's ever yeah. had his dildo like blah 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 <laughs> like he, she was just like I think he used to use that to torture me like <laughs> but, but she was so like just I mean she she loved her son very much and she just tried everything and then unfortunately sometimes there's just nothing you can do but um, one thing I said to you at the picnic table because again I was shaking and I was so like I wanted to be so angry at you but I also like have that same like don't kick the puppy like <laughs> mentality too where it's just well, like I was in a very volatile because I mean I was I was still angry too I, I was angry too at people being angry at me and then I was I mean and I was angry you know speedballing in the bathroom like I, when I came there that for some reason I got it in my head I was like well I know exactly how much he had in his person so I'm going to do more than that tonight just to prove something that I didn't even know what I was trying to prove to somebody that didn't even know it was happening right so it was just <laughs> it was detrimental but either way, we were sitting outside, and I was talking to you, and I just felt so sad because I knew how you were being alienated because of your connection with the situation. And I told you, I was like, you have to understand that we also all do love you. Like, and it's just hard for us to see another one of our friends go down this path. But I guarantee you that if you die, no one's going to mourn your death. And that was kind of the thing that I kept saying to you is yeah. we're not going to be surprised and no one's going to mourn it. Yeah. Whereas with Brock, we kind of all knew it was happening, but it was just part of, it was kind of part of the act, you know, it was part of what he, who he <laughs> yeah. was and what yeah. he did. So you didn't realize it. And then whenever he actually died, then there was, was like, oh this shit, this is real. Realness to it. The outpouring I mean, of him life and, I, and everything. Him and I started a bet where we got people to bet money on which one of us was going to die first. You were a non-celebrity death pool. That's yeah. cool. That's uh, that's fun. So, yeah, I mean, I, I had just talked to Brock probably 
a week before that happened. He was going through a bunch of, well, I, I talked to him again, but a week before it happened, we were talking and he was, he called me and he was bitching about something. And I said, listen, you're not allowed to call me anymore when something negative is happening. Like, cause that like, like you can only call me when the good stuff is happening yeah. because I can't, I, I'm not your girlfriend. I'm not your fiance anymore. Like just, yeah. just call me when the good stuff is happening and I'll help celebrate your successes. And I said, but by any means, if you think that you're going to kill yourself, don't call me. I was like, call me. <laughs> if you think oh, you're going to okay, kill yourself, okay. call me. And he said, I would never kill myself. I'm way too awesome for that shit. <laughs> like, and I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. And that's why, like, uh, Peggy at one point asked me. She was, she was just like, I mean, do you think that he was trying? And I was like, no. <laughs> No, nope. no, he, he, no. He, I, I mean, I, I can just say just from seeing, seeing him earlier that day, he was just too irritated. He was just, just irritated at like traffic and just pissed off. At, like, because like, earlier we were. Uh, well, he had too much emotion to kill himself. Is yeah. The thing. Well, we were like, we were shooting up earlier and he spilled half a gram in the car. Like, so I mean, he was just he, he was just he was just pissed off. He wasn't at himself. He wasn't depressed. There wasn't. Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't trying to kill himself. It was an. I, I feel like I feel like people who and. Uh, Again, I'm gonna preface with solely speculation. Never been in this situation. Like, oh, well, this is this is just me just talking. Um, but I feel like it's the people that you don't worry about that yeah. end up a lot of times killing themselves. And Brock never had like the I want to kill myself. I want to die. Like he was upset with life, and he wasn't happy with how life was going, and he didn't feel like he had good quality like he would often vent about negativity yeah more so than a lot of people but there were never like he was too openly negative to be actually suicidal <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly that's that's the case is like it, he wouldn't it wouldn't have been his act to die that way like yeah. he would have preferred to go out in like a gun battle or like yeah. a knife stabbing yeah. than like to just be like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do, to do too much and then you know it's no he would have he would have killed himself a different way so that's kind of my like aspect of it but that that entire like well also i mean i, I think him and i even had a conversation just because we had conversations about everything that um and, and people that know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. But people that try to try to kill themselves via overdose aren't trying to kill themselves. Well, and usually they don't succeed. They almost never succeed. And that's the thing. It's like they just get close enough to... Or they do it in a way where they're going to be found and get their stomach pumped or right. Narcon or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like it's, it's a, it is the most extreme cry for help. Yeah. But it's still it's like... It's a cry for help. It's if still... The people that are really going to kill themselves, they jump off buildings and they shoot themselves. Or they just fucking do it quietly and yeah. people go... Or with a car. Yeah, with a car in a garage. Like a tailpipe. Yeah, garage. like yeah. it just... They just do it. And uh, that's why, like, suicide is only for the brave. <laughs> like, yeah. it's... It's... Uh, there's... There's a lot of cry for help that, uh, you know, I, sh I shouldn't speak to this necessarily because it's not my demon. Well, um, I, I, in 2014, I jumped off a three-story building. Um, Were you trying to fly, Seth? You don't even have wings. I don't... You just got chicken wings. I, I, I'm going to say, I, I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. No, 
Now, were you like fucked up? Were you just? It was. Like... I was on antidepressants. Okay. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole different yeah, diatribe. So I'm not saying. <laughs> Those I, are the worst drugs, I, unless you actually legitimately need them, and sometimes they can work. Like little asterisk. Well, even, <laughs> yeah. Even even the right ones might work, but that's the thing when they when they diagnose antidepressants, they never know what. They're just like, all right, well, let's try this one see if it worked. Exactly. But There's I so much uh, conjecture. I didn't it. climb up there thinking I'm gonna jump off this building. I just climbed up there and I was there and I looked down. And I was like. Fuck it. And I, I, you well, know. when you have that inhibition, if you're looking off a three-story building and you say fuck it, like, oh. mm, chances are, like, it hurts. because... I survived. It hurts. It's not a ninja tuck-and-roll parkour situation. It's like. not cute. It's fucking... You, I, you piss yourself when you hit the ground, for one. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Like, I've heard of, like, people getting in car wrecks and stuff like that, and they're, like bladder rupturing yeah and i just think to myself like what's the worst way that you could piss yourself oh my bladder ruptured <laughs> i felt that yesterday driving back i was like i think this might be when my bladder ruptures <laughs> there's no turnoffs oh, on this road you can't feel good if you've if you've never had the like thought like while driving that what if i just peed on myself right now and just kept driving like how long would it take for it to dry <laughs> like, that was me last night just being like i could just piss myself right now and like i still got an hour it might dry by the time i get there it's, it's only a faint piss smell at that point you can, then you could blame it on somebody else <laughs> oh i've got enough febreze and girly perfumes to make it work <laughs> shit my roommates are drunk anyway they won't notice nobody cares uh, <laughs> I did. I had this experience one time where I got like so. Uh, I got really drunk, and really? I got <laughs> really. <laughs> but I uh, I woke up the next day in the guest bedroom, and I was covered in liquid. Uh huh. Right, and I was like, oh my god, I peed myself, and I don't remember any of it. But then I went out into the living room, and there was an empty, like, 32 ounce water container oh. that was also open and set like it was to the side, it yeah. looked like it had been spilled and then set back up right, right. so I was like did I get drunk and piss myself or did, did I, I was just water? trying to hydrate myself <laughs> did I spill water all over myself the world will never know <laughs> and neither will I because it didn't smell like I have anything. my own plausible deniability about my actions I don't <laughs> right I like to believe I pissed myself and it was the only occurrence it's... of that like I'm not gonna say it's more romantic but it Hey, fuck it, it's more romantic. It's 2019. Uh, it was a nine-shot of Jägermeister night. We're, like, <laughs> just doing them back-to-back. Like, I had, I had not been I, drinking for three months and then was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to drink again. Nine shots of Jäger. Like, you... And that was just the shots. Like, well, at that point, <laughs> it's just syrup in your body. I don't know. I don't know I, how that works I don't either. either. <laughs> I, I, I make up science facts sometimes. And I, just... I actually um, was very excited that I had to take, like, an alcohol course... Because it taught, oh, yeah. it teaches you a lot about things, which you're like, this is this is crap. I can't believe I have to learn this stuff about alcohol. Yeah. But then the like sponge, like trivia brain in me is like, let's know about your pyloric sphincter. Like why? See, I don't know why things happening, but my alcoholic crash course is when I drank a half a gallon of vodka every day for five years and then was shitting blood and stopped drinking and had a seizure in the parking lot. Like, that was my that was my crash course. That sounds like an experience, to say the least. I, um... So, okay, oh, oh, fuck. Um, you're going to prison? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, saw you, I saw you, like, make a couple Facebook posts about it or whatever, but what is the story there? Because I was like, okay. I need to know... 
but I gotta know like, All right, firsthand. Well, I'm still going to court technically, so I'm not. I'm trying to not I step around the things and not incriminate myself. I'm not gonna say I robbed a jewelry store or five, but. I got indicted for it. I got charged with it. What they're assuming is that you robbed all of these locations. Oh yeah, something like that. But I, uh, um, I, uh, I mean, I was a hardcore heroin addict for a while, and everyone knows. (laughs) Well, not everyone knows, but when you do that, you either you either fuck people for money, you sell drugs, or you steal shit. And I stole shit. And, um... Which is actually... It's probably the more... Well, I'm okay, like... I've so, corporations, so, allegedly. Brock, Brock had like a meth addiction. That was, like, that, it, the initial thing that broke yeah, us up. It got, yeah. Because he got, like, in Florida, I guess, they have the best meth that you can get <laughs> this side of the Colorado. Like, it's, uh, I guess... If you like meth, guys. If you like meth, guys, go to Florida. If you like meth and sweating. Um, so, he, that was part of, like, the, the breakup thing was that I came home and he was tweaking, like, super hard. Yeah. He was like, don't be mad at me. But I did some meth, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, pretty mad at you right now. And then he further explained that he had gotten it from this gay guy. And right. Well, there's only one way they get free it, meth from a gay baby. guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not because they just really like you hanging out. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you it's usually. A, he went yeah. into full-on detail about how he had acquired this. Yeah. And. I lost my shit, and my thing is like, okay, I am real open about sex. Like, I am, like, I am in, you know, basically what would be considered an open relationship. Like, I just, I, I don't want to know. Yeah. Like, if if I'm in a committed relationship with you, and you are, maybe you don't want to know details. I don't want to know details. I don't need yeah. to know that you slept with blah blah right. while you were doing what. Like, I just, I don't want to know. Yeah. But my other thing is. With him, I knew that he was into having sex with men. I knew that, and I said, I'm totally fine with that. I don't have an issue with it. I just want you to let me know. Right. Before, caveat, before it happens. Right. Um, either make me a part of it or... I mean, if you're butt-fucking just, for meth, there's, you're probably not the, doing it the safest way. Like, well, no, and that's the thing, is I'm just like, listen, I, if, if it's... Morally, if it's I'm okay with butt-fucking and meth, but it's just when they, when you pair them together, it's, well, it's, it's, there's some uh, health concerns that come up. It's, my thing is, like, if I know I know that there is something that you want that I can't satisfy. Right. Right? Like, I don't, I don't have a dick. Like, right. I don't. And... We tried doing the whole dildo thing, and I can't stand hearing a guy make the same sounds that I make. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to be the little submissive female. Right. I don't need you to to do that to too. Do that too. Like that's not, that's my sound. That's not your sound. Your yeah. sound is more like. Ugh. <laughs> Mine is. Ah, ah. I don't need the hear that right. coming out of my very like ripped dude. <laughs> um, so it got real awkward, and uh, so. He basically told me about the situation, and I was just so upset. Like, I was yeah. so angry at him. And I told him, I was like, it's not the fact that you did it. It's the fact that you felt like you couldn't tell me that that's what you were needing. Like, and the the, the fact of the matter is, is that whenever it happened with the, the meth situation, this wasn't the first time that he had had sex with another dude. Right. And so that conversation that we had initially was that you, you 
quote unquote cheated on me, even though we right. had had this discussion that I don't, I'm not opposed to you doing it, but yeah. you chose to do it and hide it's, it. It's from more me. about the violating the boundaries of the relationship, but yeah. less about. It's like I don't care. Like the, the, you need to fuck a dude, go fuck a dude. Like whatever, but make sure that you tell me about it. Make sure that you guys are safe and whatever. Like yeah. I don't care. But then whenever it turned into now I can do this and also get meth out of it, like that's when I was yeah. just like. This, this table is turned now. We're yeah. flipping it and... and yeah. Like, I wish I could give a timeline for timeline about that whole, like, month and a half of craziness because yeah. it was... Mm, Oh, no, I, beauty. Yeah, like, no, I mean, I was, was I was getting the phone calls at, you know, one in the afternoon when you were at work. Hey, this is what happened now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to workshop some bit ideas. You're going to tell me about butt-fucking for myths. <laughs> right. Like, it was just, it was so fucking crazy. And I, uh, I laugh because... What else I, are you going to do? Well, no, like, I, like, that's all you can do. Yeah. And it's like, it's so ridiculous. It is yeah. so ridiculous that, like, it's that whole, like, uh, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Like... I, I couldn't write the hilarity of and ridiculousness of that like four month period at yeah. the very end of it because it was just like maybe one day I will actually sit down and try and do it but it was it was so ridiculous so um, after that I was that's when I was just like I there's so much you will do for drugs so I'm sorry we're getting you back to prison no, no, no. <laughs> let's go back to prison speed about fucking you're going to prison right now. <laughs> No, um, it's I, it's it, my, my my lawyer told me to get get be prepared, do some time uh, in, in in mid May. Uh, right now they're offering me six to seventeen months for guilty plea. In actual prison? Yeah, yeah. Prison, not, prison. not like as opposed to jail. Yeah, like no, a county jail. Yeah, like, no, this is state prison. Yeah. State prison. Okay. Um, which by the way is way better than county jail. No, I county that's what I hear. Sucks. It's like it's. Uh, it's but, definitely a little bit. Uh, yeah. Make sure you stay on the right side of the basketball court is all I know, and like you know. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't get cheat a, at spades, you know. If you get a really good like um, recipe for some alcohol making in a toilet, I will definitely put that on the blog. So. Oh, I can already give you that. I've been. Uh, did you not know about my moonshine making phase? No, no, no. I'm talking about straight up prison no, like, toilet. toilet water. No, yeah, I've, I've, I've done that. It's, oh. Uh, in uh, I mean, the Epicurious of prison. Union, well, it, was, it was it was Union County, but I mean, you know, you can fucking like they, they give you sugar there and, and oranges every day, like and, and bread. What, what are you supposed to do? They don't check your sale, but like once, you know, a couple times a month, and they give you, you know, get Coke bottles. Uh, I can give you recipes later. We can. <laughs> Discussed. I didn't. I didn't say I did it. I just. I, I'm, I just have a recipe. I, I just uh, know. Stewart, I know uh, how to do it, and I, I know it what it of, tastes I got like. Food.com. Uh, <laughs> but. But yeah. No. Um. So. How does that make? I mean. Okay. So. The entire point is that if. If you had actually done this act, if you had actually robbed right. this place, was it? Would you have been doing it, hypothetically speaking, um, for drugs? That's oh, that's the whole that's the whole that's that's the whole basis of my defense. And uh, which I mean, yeah, but I mean, I'd also 
I'm, I, I, I'm not going to finish that sentence because that sentence could really could, no, could no, fuck no. up my legal defense. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Okay, so I don't want to ask <laughs> so any more questions, but you said May is. That's when I yeah. So I mean, but it's not long. Like I, I understand. Jail for I just it. got a red light ticket, man. That really fucked up my <laughs> shit. <laughs> tickets, man. You know. There's tickets. And I, and I don't even know if I got clear to the points or not. They the email they gave me was very vague. Like the whole point of me hiring a lawyer was to get like the points taken away yeah. or like a reduce in sentence to where like my insurance doesn't go up like very white bread yeah. shit <laughs> I, I'm just it's been a white bread I'm hoping my white privilege kicks in before and I can Heck figure yeah. out a way to get out of here oh let's talk <laughs> about it time. do you need a can we can we give you a decent haircut before the <laughs> I'm a licensed cosmetologist. Actually, so yeah. Well, if you need a haircut, probably. Uh, I need a haircut. I, I need a haircut anyway. But not because I don't love your luscious long locks. <laughs> but if you need to look like a reputable human being, uh, I can help facilitate the situation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> detox we'll haircut. Some, we'll detox haircut. <laughs> let's let's make sure that uh, none of those are... strands remain. Oh yeah, this, this, this shit's weird right now. I, don't, I think my last haircut was a jail haircut. You look like a Corey right now. You look like a Corey Feldman or a <laughs> before uh, before he died. Which no, which one died? It wasn't uh, Feldman. Was it Feldman? I thought it was Michael Jackson. No, which one of the Corys died? Anyway, Kane. Oh, I, I don't remember. Uh, that was. Oh, I forget I that you're younger than me. <laughs> yeah, probably kind of. Yeah, I guess. No, I don't know. How old are you? I don't know. Um, I, ask? Yeah, I yeah. am very young and attractive, <laughs> but I'm also the age of 31. So. Oh. <laughs> I guess that sounds about right. You're on 26, so. No, that's the thing, is that yeah. I was, like, totally cougaring Brock. Like, <laughs> I was like, why does he make me feel so alive? Oh, because he's 23. Like, yeah, um, you're just kind of trying to relive, like, whatever aspect of childhood. For some, you were, for some reason, I thought you were 28, but I guess that would have made sense. No, I was, I was five years older than him. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, so. I've done that before, so. I've done I mean, no, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> more incriminating evidence, uh, Fox, though. No. Anyway. You lost me. This is okay. it's, okay. it's calendar-based math. We don't need to worry about it. I can't it. do math. That's why. Well, we also do that about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's and grams, uh, then math yeah. is <laughs> then I just, like uh, the thing in cooking school. Yeah, I is they're like, how many how many grams are in an ounce? And people be like, twenty eight. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> no, but it's like it's so funny in cooking school because people who know that there are twenty eight grams. They like, are yeah, like, like, know, ah. know what you do in your free time. <laughs> there you go. Um, now cook this egg. <laughs> speaking of eggs and brains on drugs, I'm. Let's go ahead and wrap it up just because my phone's about to die. Oh, no. Let's so, get out of here. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to our crazy diatribe. Yeah. I'll do it. I don't, I don't, 